Hey guys, and welcome back to this month's episode of the AM Podcast. Girl, let's talk. It's your host, Alyssa and Monet. This month's episode is focused on seasonal depression and ways of dealing with it. For what's popping, we have the drama between Jordan Woods and Carl Towns and Kirk Franklin and his son. For our political segment, I'll be discussing the recent horrific attacks that happened in Atlanta at the salon slash spa where eight people were murdered. This episode's Bible verse comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, and it reads, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All right, so to start off our What's Poppin' segment, I'm going to talk about the drama between Jordan Woods and Carl Towns. Now, as many may know, Jordan Woods and Carl Towns have been in a relationship for a couple months. Um, She took him on her birthday trip. It was real nice. They bought each other good gifts. It's real cute. (laughs) So recently, maybe a couple days ago, someone created fake screenshots to look like messages between her and Carl Towns and use them to accuse him of cheating. Weirdo. Very weird, very weird. So Jordan says she doesn't usually address stuff like that because obviously like she's a celebrity, she probably just doesn't have time to clap back at every hater who has something to say. Mm-hmm. But she said on Twitter that she's only gonna clap back because like so, so no one's about to mess with his character. Mm. So she said that in the fake messages, Carl doesn't even talk like that, and that is said no one can be happy on social media. Well, did they prove that they were even fake? Did the person who made them say, how did, is, is Jordan saying Jordan they're fake? Jordan's saying they're fake. I guess he's saying they're fake too. Child. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it does seem kind of weird. I don't know. I mean, Instagram is can be very misleading because people aren't posting, obviously, what's wrong with them. But it just does seem like they are in a stable thing. Relationship? Yeah. And she said he don't even talk like them. You can tell, like, how somebody talks, like, what words they use and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But she said to the person directly on Twitter, like, she didn't add them, but she said, sis, we see you, and God sees you, too. I I (laughs) I mean, if... She can't prove that they're fake. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to believe. Mm-hmm. But what if the person can't prove they're real? Ooh. Because people can make fake screenshots. It's so easy to, like, just create stuff in messages. So basically... I don't know. So, I mean... It could go either way. Unless Jordan goes to the extreme extent uh-huh. of going to his phone company and yeah. pulling up the messages... Will she ever really know the truth? Mm-hmm. I mean, you. I mean, of course you have to trust your partner yeah. well enough, but mm-hmm. girl, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on. Yeah. So the drama with Kirk Franklin and his son. So if you don't know, Kirk Franklin is a 16-time Grammy Award winner. I didn't know this. Okay. Um, he sings gospel music. He has. He has a son who is not by his current wife, but then he has 
other children with his current wife. So his son is his firstborn. His son is in his 30s. And earlier this week, his son released a 45-second recording of Kirk Franklin cursing him out. Kirk Franklin was heard saying, um, don't you ever disrespect me. I'm going to put my foot in your ass and I'm going to break your neck. And... <laughs> From the Christian man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> saying gospel music. But the story with this, Kirk Franklin's son is in his 30s and Kirk Franklin um, he issued an apology on his Instagram. He, then he and his wife went on the Tamron Hall show and Kirk Franklin said um, in his son's like early life when he was a child there were incidents I guess where you like he could tell they weren't going to get along or they were having issues with each other and as he's gotten older it's gotten increasingly his son's gotten increasingly disrespectful um, he said that he will always love his son and continue to want to help him because that's his son. But but he also made clear that he and his son are not equal. He is still his father. Right. And I guess this just went to how he thinks his son should respect him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, I don't know if I said this, but his son's been in and out of therapy for 20 years. Um, Kirk Franklin said. Does he? Did he say for what? No, it wasn't. She just in and out. Mm. Yeah. Very sad situation, and sad that it goes public. I feel like family issues. It's so like, terrible when they go public. It was no reason. I think here's my piece now. Mm-hmm. I think his son only did that to try to tarnish mm-hmm. Kirk Franklin's reputation yeah, and appearance because. First of all, you're grown. Mm-hmm. It was very one-sided. <laughs> First mm-hmm. of all, you're grown. Why are you recording your father yelling at you yeah. when y'all could just yeah. <laughs> when y'all could just sit down and hold a conversation? Yes. But instead, he decided to record it, mm-hmm. then post it on the internet for everyone to see, yeah. so then everyone can have something to say. Mm-hmm. He purposely did that instead of handling the situation as an adult. Yeah, I want to make clear that this was a phone conversation they were on the phone together having this argument and i think it's just very telling that the son didn't post the whole argument he only posted the one clip short where clip he, of Kirk Kirk Franklin, Franklin was spazzing yes, out yes and then he wasn't even the clip isn't even a minute long so who knows if this was a 30 minute argument and just that one minute Kirk right. Franklin is cursing at him right so that's uh, that's yeah. how you know he purposely did exactly that. and he didn't even um, he recorded Kirk Franklin without him knowing, too, and Ooh. just posted it. And that's illegal in most Ooh. states, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so I, it's just, it's just very sad. I feel like family issues even don't need between, to be brought. They don't, because it just, people get eye. in it, and it's just, it's really bad. Oh, I hate it when this happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels so sad. I do say, I do think that his son was in the wrong for mm-hmm. recording and then uploading. Yeah. But... Kirk Franklin as his this appearance father. that he holds. Yeah, yeah. Now, not him cursing. Yeah, <laughs> not I know. Him, not him cursing. I know. Like, I mean, just as a as a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, like I know, like no one's perfect, but right. as a gospel uh-huh. artist, you wouldn't expect that expect from them. That. So it's just like, why even use this language, yeah. Mr. Franklin? Mm-hmm. But okay, I don't know.
So our political segment for this episode is going to focus on the tragic and horrific shooting that occurred in Atlanta um, this week or about last week um, where eight people were shot and killed, um, most of them Asian American women. Um, And this crime was committed by a white man who I hate to have to say it, but we're not surprised about because Mm -hmm. these people... We're not even going to get into that. <laughs> so, um, but yes, uh, so we're, we wanted to discuss this because obviously with this report coming out, other reports have also came out even before then saying how there's been like over a 100% increase mm-hmm. of hate crimes against Asian Americans. And we can all assume why mm-hmm. due to um, our past president, mm-hmm. you know, strongly criticizing and influencing hate and dislike for Asian Americans due to the coronavirus pandemic. Even though, I mean, was it really? Like, I I guess you can put the blame on them some, but not to the point where it's public Mm -hmm. and where now other people who have nothing to do with it are ending up getting hurt and now, to this extent, getting killed. Yeah. Um, And I wanted to bring this up because of course like for some for some strange reason that no one seems to understand um these types of shootings that happen like collectively against one group of people or whatever the case may be seem to keep occurring Mm -hmm. and keep occurring by the same demographic of people um yes it's just so it's just are we not seeing a pattern? I am. <laughs> Are we not seeing a pattern? No, they see it. They just, they're, I don't know. I think they see it, but they don't want to see it. They want to brush it under the rug and, oh, it was this reason. Oh, it was this reason. Like, why, y'all trying to give reasons mm-hmm. to why somebody, like, of course, they we need to find out a motive. Mm-hmm. And investigators don't have a straight motive right now. But I wanted to bring this up because now, like, after the event, you know, people are mourning and Mm -hmm. they're like, well, you know, of course this is not uh, something to rejoice about. No one's happy about what happened. But at what point are we going to hold these people accountable that commit these crimes? And I've been seeing a lot of posts that are like, you know, Asian lives matter or stop Asian hate or whatever the hashtag is. And I think the hashtag needs to now be stop white terrorism. Exactly. Because those are the only people that are committing these crimes. Mm -hmm. And how many hashtags are we going to come up for when they decide to do this for whatever parent reason? No. We need to start holding these white people accountable Mm -hmm. and putting the focus on them within Mm -hmm. the media. And Of course, we want to honor and respect those that had their lives taken away but we cannot just ignore repeatedly like like we've done the people who commit these crimes the hashtag needs to be stop white terrorism because that's what it's that's what it is and that's what it's always been mm-hmm. but are we going to get to that point when will we get to that point when and it's always oh they were having a bad day oh maybe yes. they lost their job oh this this is oh, right a mental health it's, yes it's always some other reason other than there's always they just did it there's yes. always an excuse for the white shooter right but it's never, never their an fault. excuse 
ever, or anyone else. Ever. There's always an excuse for the, right. for the white shooter. And we can even, you mentioned um, how um, people say, oh, he was having a bad day. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the sheriff or the speaker, the spokesperson for the event, um, while he was holding an interview or a discussion on, on television or recorded for television, says, oh, well, he was, maybe he was having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Again, why are we giving these people yes. excuses? When he was having day, a bad day, so who, we're going to go right, kill out. Who we're does go, that? No, no. Like, that's so extreme. When I have a bad day, I go in my bed, watch some TV, take a nap. I never, oh, I need to go kill these people like, right now. Like, even if like, it is a mental health issue, hold these people accountable. Exactly. Them not holding these people accountable is the exact reason why these types mm-hmm. of crimes keep happening exactly these these type of murders keep happening Mm -hmm. hold these white terrorists accountable exactly because example after example they see oh well they're gonna justify it for me oh it's gonna be okay i'm gonna get off i'm not gonna get the harshest treatment i'm it's so these examples are showing more people that they can do this because they will get away with it or they will be sympathized it's a it's a pattern it is a pattern now and i'm sick of it Mm -hmm. and at this point even again with the accountability and holding um and giving reason for these actions um Alyssa has a she's part of an article or yeah so I have an internship and with the internship one of my jobs is to post stories articles on their Facebook page so I posted about this and whenever I post I have to put my own caption on the article like before I post it the caption of the original original article says something about most of the victims being Asian American. So I posted as a caption to this, um, a hate crime or a coincidence. Because this is a pattern. Yes. And then I said six of the eight people killed were Asian, of, of Asian descent. So the main audience of this um, Facebook page for the internship they had are white middle class suburban people someone comments on this and they say they say let's delete it now i think they were saying um basically their response was oh well this place was not a good place Mm -hmm. and these were criminals attacking criminals Mm -hmm. and basically how i read it Again, not giving accountability mm-hmm. to what was done and justifying the murder. Yeah, they they were saying that it was in a red light district. It was a whorehouse, not a spa. They were probably laundering yeah. money. Yeah. So are you saying it was okay for mm-hmm. this man to go out and kill these people? Right. I don't, I don't understand why they had yeah. to say that. So then I say, so you're justifying murder. And then mm-hmm. they say, no, I'm just saying that I don't think the motive or this reasoning is linked to race or why and again accountability yes they do not hold accountability no. for their actions and this is why this has become a repeated pattern mm-hmm. that needs to stop it needs to change something needs to change and that needs to be holding these people accountable yes. and giving them the type of punishment that they deserve exactly. this man killed eight people yes. for what for what
All right, so we're going to jump into this month's main topic. And the main topic for this month is focused on seasonal depression because we're at almost the end of March. It's starting to be springtime almost in a few weeks, couple days maybe. And people are getting excited about the spring and the summer, you know, with vaccines coming out, stuff is opening up again, and people are just excited. So seasonal depression is a depression that can happen around the same season. So it can be personal for if in the past someone had a lot of bad things happen around this time and now every year after that they just get sad about it because of their thinking about what happened. Or traditionally it can be during the seat when the seasons change like fall into winter when there's not a lot of sun because the sun really affects our mental health so seasonal depression um, like all depressions forms and presents itself in different ways but most common symptoms includes anxiety general discontent loneliness loss of interest mood swings excess sleepiness insomnia irritability, uh, social isolation, lack of concentration, and just other common symptoms of just general depression. We wanted to focus on this subject again because with a lot of changes coming along, but also because we want to look out for our people. And if you guys didn't know, seasonal depression does affect uh, people of color in a significant rate compared to uh, other people. Um, and I do think this is because we take in the sun, our skin loves the sun. Um, and without that, like we're like a plant basically. With no sun, we're not in the best mood. We don't look our best, we don't feel our best. So I just feel like it's important that people of color, black people uh, know of this and, and take consideration into it because me and Alyssa have both dealt with seasonal depression and I didn't even know I had seasonal depression until recently so we're both going to share our experiences so for me i want to say my seasonal depression is always linked to school around november december school starts to pick up because it's ending the fall semester and i always get so stressed i want to be in my room and just do nothing but school work i don't want to sleep i don't want to eat i just want to focus on that because i'm so stressed and i'm so worried that i have to get these assignments in i have to make sure i do good i want to I want to end the semester strong and I just I'm so worried about that and nothing else I put off like taking care of myself and I just focus on nothing but that one thing because I'm so stressed and I'm so worried it's all I think about during this time and it's, it's really not healthy at all so with me um, so it's March now um, and a year ago when it was March we had like just went on lockdown mm -hmm. so i mean of course with us going on lockdown and with everything that the impen that the pandemic affected um my mood and mentality definitely took a slight shift at least i thought it took a slight shift but nothing too drastic but now winter has basically passed again this time we're back in march and i feel like i'm seeing the same behaviors and moods that I was seeing last year, um, which basically just include me having no motivation, just wanting to lay around all day, feeling overwhelmed when it's time to do the work or just ignoring my responsibilities. And those mostly just inc include school. So again, with Alyssa, like 
my seasonal depression affects my schoolwork where I don't have any motivation to do anything. And I'm sure the pandemic has a lot to do with it, but I see now why or how seasonal depression really takes a hold on your life. And I really see how it affects uh, people of color as well. Because I mean, like I said, we're still in a pandemic, but I've seen so many tweets, posts, pictures, heard so many people say that, yeah, like they're not in the best mood. Aside from the pandemic though, usually around this time when it's cold and the days are shorter and there's Mm -hmm. less sun, people are not in the best mood. So that's how it manifests for me. Um, But to overcome that, when it's a good day, I'm outside. And I, I like when the sun is out, I'm out there. And that's how I've been trying to deal with it. I've really just been trying to like push through it and just hope for good days. So yeah, I deal with my seasonal depression by trying to get as much sun as I can when it's out and just acknowledging that this is not a state that I will remain in. This is just because of the weather, the season, whatever the case may be, and that I can definitely overcome this. Um, And then just trying to like really find the motivation to get out of bed and do the work that I need to do. So like Monet, for ways that I deal with seasonal depression, I try, I try to give myself a break. I try to encourage myself to not think about the assignments 24-7 because I know I'm going to get them done. I know that everything is going to be okay. And there's no reason why I'm up, you know, at two o'clock trying to go to sleep, but I'm thinking about an assignment that's due Friday and it's Tuesday. So I try and also to take each assignment one assignment at a time I don't need to be thinking because I'm a person who I just feel like I need to get everything done like all together I can't I can't do the one thing at a time and just have stuff you know not done and I don't know what I'm gonna do about I need to have a plan for everything but I try and get out of that and focus on just one thing at a time I also try to spend more time with my family because my mom really calms me down. She really helps me in channeling my energy into the right things at the right time. I try and do that. Um, When there is a sunny day, even if it's winter, I open my blinds and make sure I get in the sunlight just so that my room is brighter. And having my room be brighter helps, motivates me to like get out of bed and actually be productive because... I want to work when I know I'm in a good mood. So guys, uh, that concludes our main topic for this month's episode. We just really want to stress to make sure that you guys are taking care of yourself like we mentioned in our last episode because uh, seasonal depression and depression as a whole are serious matters especially during a time like this where the pandemic is still raging Mm -hmm. but we hope that um, you guys can take some good uh, advice and opinion pieces from what we've said before and now just to make sure you guys are always in the right mental space and looking forward to better days and a better hopeful future all right so to close out this episode we're gonna end with our motivational minute this motivational minute says you may have a fresh start any moment you choose 
For this thing we call failure is not the falling down, but the staying down. From Mary Pickford. This quote is very relevant to our topic today because me and Monet really want to emphasize not to let the bad days keep you down and to look forward to better days and new beginnings. Okay, guys, that ends our episode for March. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you guys uh, have our Instagram post notifications on are staying up to date with our social media accounts because we have some future ideas that we have planned that we can't wait to share. All right, we'll hear from you next time. Happy spring!